science properly considers all evidence and arguments. With the pseudoscience, they, they kind of cherry pick only favorable evidence that relies and relies on testimonials or weak evidence. So the experts say, yeah, but you know, just because somebody is a supposed expert, does that necessarily mean they're buying into truth or they're bought into the lies? Exactly. So they, 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 I've actually heard, you know, and I mean, this might sound simple, but bro, like if somebody offered you money or threatened you or whatever, um, and it was just like, you know, well, in order for you to continue to get funding for to do your science, um, you know, to keep your job, you know, because that makes sense. Peer pressure. It's that pressure thing I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. You get pressure put on you as a scientist, doctor, expert in a field or whatever. And they say, well, this is what you, your paper or your whatever, you, you know, um, you're putting out into the world. We need you to say this. We need you to twist this. We need you to, yes. you know, to type this or whatever in order Peer to reviewed papers from yeah. universities. That's the only thing that's accepted. Mm. I'll tell you something right there. The universities are connected with the state, which is connected to the government. I used to think academics was something I wasn't interested in until I saw a need for it. And then I, I saw that I could not fit into a liberal, you know, like just this brainwashing agenda. I, I mean, when I chose to go to a college, I chose a Christian university. Um, I chose to go into more student loan debt um, in order to uh, go to a place where I didn't think they was going to uh, um, I didn't think that they was going to grill me about every little thing I said about the Bible or about the politics that I you know stand for or whatever the case may be I just um, I made that choice on purpose Um and I'm glad I made that choice, you know, because, again, that, that was where the critical thinking um, that I think that I now have. It, it It's a part of that that experience that I had because I never thought I'd go to college, bro. But even then, I noticed even the little boxes that um, that even people there sometimes would like to keep you in. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I just know that I wasn't graded harshly. Some of the papers that I wrote, because um, the topics were like, you know, all kinds of different counterterrorism, criminal justice, government, you know, um, corrections, and then like over to business management, whether it's marketing, whether it was America First type stuff or whatever. It's like when I would write about a subject, you know, at this particular school I went to, you know, I didn't have to worry about them grading me according to their own personal biases. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's continue on here. Science versus pseudoscience. Um, science uses rigorous and repeatable methods, but pseudoscience, they use flawed methods. They're just with unrepeatable results, like with things that we can't even uh, decide for ourselves that's again goes back to the stuff somebody's already figured it out an expert has already spent the time the money and uh, exhausted the brain power figured out the equation you know so, I mean that kind of goes back to the idea of 
you know, sometimes, you know, people will count as fact what somebody else said as theory. Right. Yeah. It's like, bro, this is just some smart individual that's like us that probably was just sitting there like just, you know, thinking and they just come up with a theory. And, you know, just because they're smart enough to construct it verbally, you know, like be able to like explain or maybe write a paper about it doesn't necessarily mean that they're telling the truth. Exactly. It just means that they are verbally like they have a verbal acumen and they have intelligence, you know, to be able to like go into depth of their line of thinking. But I mean, man, I don't know about you, but I'm still looking at this storm that has brewed in and it's darker now. And, um, I'm sorry, but that's fact. That's absolute to me. I can see it with my own eyes. And I know by experience that when something looks like that, it, they, the probability, get the word probability, doesn't mean it's, doesn't mean it has to happen, but it's more probable that that we're fixing to get some rain. Like feasible. If not yeah. thunder and lightning. Well, I don't yeah. know. But at the least, it looks like it's gonna freaking pour down rain. Yep, yep. And 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 to me, like it don't take it don't take some long drawn out explanation. I don't need to understand too much to just know that by experience, I know that's a fact. Yeah. I don't need to turn on the TV and listen to the weatherman explain why the low pressure and high pressure, you know, is mixing together and blah, blah, blah. I don't need to know all these details and all these things. However, science does say we have an explanation mm-hmm. and we can prove some things. And that's fine. Some people are interested in the details and all that. And yet you've got some people that um, they're not going to care what the Bible says. They're not going to care about even some probably what we say. Right. But the funny part is, is always that we're planting water. So it ain't always it's not always going to be about the fine details, but sometimes even the most simplest idea it can be a seed or it can be just it or it can be water because the details can be like additional water to water that seed. So you got some people that are just starting out on the on this journey of questioning things around them and uh, all that. And it's like, well, if you give them some more Bible verses. Yeah. Some folk might go look it up and care about it. Some folk. It's just going to be one more thing that says, hey. You really don't know what you're talking about, but you right. can go ahead and keep trying to debate people like us about this, but you ain't going to get too far. Right. Yeah. And people can use these points to help them discern if if what it is they're hearing when they research is real science or pseudoscience. Real science engages with peers and the community, but pseudoscience is pretty much lone mavericks working in isolation, like um, so in other words, it's not like us because we're not concerned. We're not, I don't lack the confidence to bounce ideas off you. I don't lack the confidence to say, Hey man, um, we're, you know, we believe pretty much the same way. I'm not worried sitting here. I'm not worried about being held accountable to my beliefs on basics of the validity of the Bible. Right. I'm not yeah. worried about talking with you about it. It doesn't offend me for you to say, Hey, Chris, did you know this Bible? The, you know, the Bible says this, you know, but with other people though, when you said lone, I, I kind of, that's what struck me is because the whole lone maverick and the lone wolf thing and all that, it's like, 
some people might not see it like that. They're going to look at it like it's almost like they've been it's been twisted to where they've been convinced that the majority of people in the world think along the heliocentric manner. I know. And it's like, no, I don't think so, bro. Like it doesn't matter how many people believe bullshit. It's still going to be bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'm not concerned about a majority or a minority, but from what I remember, uh, the Bible saying, which what I, I think is, uh, makes more sense is that two thirds of all the hosts of heaven, stayed faithful with the creator a third only a third which is the minority only a third rebelled and followed after the red dragon so that's just another tidbit that's in the book of revelation by the way if you want to look it up yourself it's somewhere around chapter 12 or 13 but it also talks about the time we're living in about the mark of the beast and all those kinds of things and it's like man we we're living in this time man where we can see because of these deceptions we and are. all these things yeah. it's like think about it man like how in the world do you deceive a third of all the of the hosts whether it's a an alien or an angel or a demon or Whatever kind of being it is, it's like a third of them is is, is still a lot. Don't get me wrong, it's a minority, but it's still a lot. Like, how in the world is it possible to be so intelligent where you deceive all these beings to rebel against something that obviously they they had to have seen or knew about the Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth? And it's just it's crazy to me to even consider like how powerful your argument has to be to deceive a third of all the angels. So really it's like as human beings, I don't know about you, man, but we don't have, we don't have, we don't always have all the knowledge or all the things to go by what probably they did. So I think it's probably the reason why they don't have a chance at salvation. We are kind of in a different position as human beings to, to be given a, a chance to um, sort through these matters. Yes. Like what we're doing right now, yes. we're sorting through our belief system and our thought processes of the validity of holy scriptures that says that we have all sinned. Yeah. We have all broken the creator's laws. We, pro- you know, and Jesus, the way he preached, he was like, repent from it. And he even told one guy after he healed him, um, you know, it's reported that he told him, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And it's like, man, that right there is something I need to be reminded of from time to time because I'm a whole lot less likely to do like any kind of sin. You know, if I'm remembering that the Lord, I'm not supposed to make excuses. Like once you come to a certain level of knowledge, I'm without excuse, plain and simple. And there's, and there's different scriptures that talk about people being without excuse. And Romans chapter one is a very good verse to read. I don't know if you've ever read it, but it talks about kind of like this whole idea of what, what we're talking about, the flat earth thing and the, the fact that you can look at creation and and you can see that the attributes of the Lord are displayed in what he created. So, I mean, like he has revealed in different ways over history. Now, whether or not they hid it from us or not, that's a whole nother thing. But the point is, is that throughout history, it's been revealed to people in general, the judgment of the Lord. So it's like saying, for example, Saddam and Gomorrah, 
supposedly they have found archaeological evidence of to point not only where it was, but that the whole um, nuclear destruction or whatever took place to destroy them. It's like that that has like they've they've been able to determine by archaeological evidence that. There's, there was something that came down and it was pretty hot. It was so hot. It can melt rock. It can melt sand, all this stuff, whatever, you know, and even with the flood, Noah's Ark and the flood. I mean, there's a whole creation museum down in, was it Kentucky or something? I think so. Yeah. And they, and they, they specialize in that. They got the, a replica of the Ark. You can freaking see it from the highway, man. And yet they, they supposedly found back in the seventies, the um the actual Noah's Ark over in Turkey, yeah, I saw Mount that. Ararat. I saw that. And yet, guess what, bro? I, you probably already know what I'm going to say. The dimensions of it were the same as what the Bible said. Well, no, I'm I'm saying that they never told us that when we was kids. I never remember hearing about them. Oh, well, I guess, Look, yeah, I was I born in '82. Revealing a little bit to you. Uh huh. I was born in '82, right? So. If they found Noah's Ark in the 70s, why didn't I ever hear about this discovery up until maybe several years ago? Yeah. Can you remember where was it you found it? I'm just saying, man, they've they've made documentaries about it. Yeah. I mean, we have no excuse yeah, these and days. The, and the Anybody footage is really on. old in the 70s looking. I've seen the, thing, the same one you're talking about, I think. Well, there's more than one. Yeah. I mean, there's more, more than one way to find this information. We, we we live and think about it, man. We have no excuse. Not only do, is our libraries full of books, there's there's this thing called the internet that we have available to us that I think it's literally going to be the, 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 I don't know, it's probably going to be the downfall of many people. I mean, you think about artificial intelligence. Yeah. You think about the connectivity, the ability to alter people's minds, to connect to their mind. I mean, you got Elon Musk wanting to put computer chips in people's brains. It's hard I mean, to fathom. Like, how far away do you think we are from that? Dude, we're so close. Ah, just, the signs are there, man. Can, Everything. Can the they book really Revol- combine humans and machine, though? Do the, the They already do it. Yeah. They've done it in chimps yeah. um, years ago. But can we go beyond just having, like, you know, the prosthetic arms and stuff? Or are we... Do they have chips that's inside people's head yet? I mean, I didn't plan on getting on this topic today. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you like this, man. We are without excuse in this time that we live in to be able to see what man is capable of um, on this earth with technology. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And my bioethics tells me I don't want that crap in my body. And that goes right along with the vax, uh, the vaccination idea of saying that like you take a jab, you know, you, you get a, you get a, you you pop a shot, you know, that, that enhances you in some way that's beyond normal. In other words, steroids, peptides. Have you heard of peptides? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like I'm okay with that to an extent, but there's a point when they start talking about putting anything in you that's going to alter your DNA. I'm not for that. And and that goes right along with the idea that when you, when you listen to Elon Musk talk about his chip in the brain thing, he's talks about how like Henry can restore somebody's sight and it can improve their ability, you know, and they restore what it was. I don't know. It was, I remember him being like on the, like the Joe Rogan podcast or whatnot. And he was talking about these types of things. Um, But I guess, I don't know, man, like, 
I just look at it from the point of view that the Bible is very clear. We've had it around for what the book of Revelation has been around for 2000 years. So we are without excuse. Any, I mean, Bibles are abundant in America, but yet it's so strange because I don't see a whole lot of people caring about it. And yet it's right there in front of our face. And just like with the flat earth stuff, like there, you think about it, man, there's no excuse why that somebody can't, you know, after, especially after getting done listening to this, like they couldn't just like go do their own research. I know. There's no excuse. It's not like you got to go to a library and go searching for books and then go read. No, man. You literally have a smartphone in your hand most of the time and you can just look yeah. any of these things up and it, and it should be. And even I, I look at it like this, man, even if you didn't have smartphones, even it, even if you didn't have an encyclopedia, um, you know, a book or anything, you know, to guide you, it's like, according to Romans chapter one, it makes it sound like we are without excuse just based on the fact that creation in itself points to the creator. And, and when it, when you get to a point, which a Romans chapter one also speaks about the fact that, you know, people got so corrupt to the fact that men started burning with lust after other men and women after other women, you know, and wanting to defile their bodies and this and that, it's like, you know, it even, I think it even mentions the consequences in the body, which some could say that was HIV AIDS or whatever. And it's like, man, I mean, they tried to tell us that the A's came from monkeys or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm like, man, you know, anything to not be accountable to a creator in the Bible, you know, people make up all kinds of things. And I'm like, man, no, I, I don't, I, I just can't jive with this idea that, um, that the Bible is, um, you know, weak or not valid for today or, you know, or not scientific. I mean, that makes no sense. That means that, you know, you, you'd have to practically ignore the entire Bible. You'd have to just say, and and I think that the enemy, I think what he does to, to a lot of people is he gets, he gets them to hate anything to do with church, the Bible, whatever. And yes. I'm like, I'm not saying all churches are perfect. I have my own issues with that. But when it comes to glorifying Jesus and acknowledging the truth, I can't help it, man, but to acknowledge that the Lord started in me the curiosity for the truth, and he used different things to draw me to himself, to the Bible, to the church, and I I don't believe he's done with me. I hope he's not. But, I mean, the flat earth thing, and just in the last year, I think that, well, we we did the first episode, what, a few months back? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was, no, no, no. It was actually, it was like back in, wasn't it June or July? So was that a year ago? It was about then? a year ago. My goodness gracious, man. Because I remember it was the same day there was a shooting at the mall. Okay. Yeah. Then that would have been about a year ago. Yeah. But, um, so man, I mean, to me, the Lord's using you, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, uh, it's between you and him. But I'm, I mean, you know, I would just say, like, yes, I'm trying to encourage you, bro. Like, whatever you got to do to keep going forward, that's what you need to do. Even if that means, and this is something I've struggled with, if you got to put yourself in check, if you got to discipline yourself in areas that maybe you're not willing to discuss, 
publicly or whatever. It's like whatever it is you need to do to get in touch with your creator that you knowing him, in my opinion, is probably more important than even knowing facts about flat earth. I agree. Yeah. But he's using your curiosity to spark other people. Cause to me, I didn't plan on going to church today. I did go to the gym briefly. I didn't, I don't think I got the workout. I probably should have got, but it's like, I look forward to doing this. And now that I'm sitting here talking about it, I'm like, dude, it just, to me, it's encouraging because there's too many things that I got to do with that are discouraging. Yeah. So like I said, man, whether you recognize it or not, man, I believe the Lord's blessed you and you you just need to keep going, man. And and I hope that we can do this again, man. Uh, We need more facts though, man. That's, that's probably the biggest issue that I have right now is trying to sort through all the information. I have a plethora of information. I just have to organize it get it to where in folders so that way we have a topic I can look at what I have it's it's, it's up in my head I just need a refresher <laughs> you know what I mean it's fine bro I ain't tripping at all because um, kind of my philosophy about this I'm doing this kind of thing is like when you when you go somewhere let's say you get invited to a barbecue or something I mean, are you going to, are you going to be organizing your thoughts, you know, before you go to this barbecue and think, man, I'm going to be ready for them. I do. (laughs) I do. uh, No, I, I do think in terms like that. I, uh, I know that wherever I go, I have kind of got in the, in the habit of trying to find somebody that I can, you know, or at least try to find somebody that I think, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm judging them, but in a way I'm, I'm trying to find out who do I think has the mental capacity here to wrap their mind around this. Like you can tell the people who are distracted and some people are a little more in depth. If you get a good conversation going, sometimes he's like, Hey man, you ever look into flat earth? And then usually kind of get a feel for how they feel about God and, you know, things that do pull or uh, that heavenly creator. So I kind of get a feel for people and I, and I do try to, I do have enough memorized to where I can, um, give people the gist of it. Um, specific facts and numbers. I have it. I just don't have it memorized. That's all. I mean, I think it's okay, man, because I mean, if I recall correctly, even the Lord did not instruct people to always like, like do this big, you know, like, um, strategy session or whatever, you know, to prepare themselves to stand before. Um, cause I, I mean, it's a verse somewhere where he actually says, don't, don't really worry about what you're going to say beforehand because yeah. the Lord is actually going to like give you what to say. And that's in the new Testament, yep. it's in the gospel somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I found that with even doing this type of thing, sometimes it's, it, it's good to have, something to give as far as like have an idea where you're trying to go with something. But I believe that if you really are trying to be motivated by the Lord, the creator, um, some it's better to be submitted to the, to the idea that he knows better what somebody needs to hear. He knows better than we know. So it's like, even though it may seem unorganized or random to us, 
he's going to work through it regardless if he wants to. Cause that's, I mean, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I've, I've found man that like, if you think about it, we look at a thousand piece puzzle and you think, well, if the creator is the most intelligent, you know, being that he is, he, and he says he's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning, he's the ending. He knows everything, bro. And that's so hard to trust sometimes. I know. But I have to come back to that place sometimes. Like I have to be reminded, like he, he knows this puzzle piece. He knows where it fits. He knows, he knows all that. I just need to try to not get in his way. I need to try to be an open and willing vessel. It's kind of like the difference between a, a pipe that's an inch, you know, has an inch diameter um, versus a pipe that has, uh, um, uh, you know, like a maybe four inch diameter. It's like sure. you yeah. can push more water through a, a pipe that's more open. But if it's clogged up, e- even the one that's bigger, if it's clogged up with a bunch of shit for mm-hmm. lack of better words then it's the, it still may get through but it just may not be the same it may I follow you yeah you know what I mean so like I think a part of what I see in my own life man and so I'm guilty of this but uh there's things that get in the way man of being spiritually like sensitive to the Lord and be able to hear from him and to be able to be led by him and all that. It's like, I struggle with certain things that I know it, it it like almost saps me of my confidence to talk to people about this, about that, exactly or just even to, you know, just even to function normally. It's like, and the devil knows what trips us up. But in the book of Hebrews, it talks about how that we're supposed to lay aside every sin, every weight. So just because something ain't a sin doesn't mean it's not like a weight that's whole, that's that's like weighing you down, you know. And it's like, but it says both of them, which I like that. That says, let it let lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets you, so easily gets you off track, so easily, you know, um, causes you not to do you know, what you could be doing for the kingdom of the Lord, because if his kingdom is to rule all and forever and his kingdom is different than the kingdoms of man, then your perspective shouldn't just be on flat earth only, but it also should be expanded to the fact that it's like, are you subjecting yourself to the rule and authority of Yeshua HaMashiach, which is Jesus Christ in Hebrew. You know, he is the king of kings, which means, and in even another place in Hebrews, I'm pretty sure that it does mention that we're kings and priests unto him. And it's like, people don't even realize, man, that they'll go and apply to a job sometimes and then go and work at a place and they'll be faithful to that employer to try to get a promotion or this or that or whatever. And they, they have this thing called a qualification. And if you meet the qualifications in it, then it, you're more likely to get a position, right? Correct. Well, yeah. What qualifies you to get a promotion in the kingdom of Yeshua? What qualifies me to, you know, to um, walk with more authority, more power, uh, more love? Because that's definitely where I'm, I'm, I fall short, man. I don't love the sin and the evil in society, but it's something that the Lord's dealing with me about because I'm a very, I can get very impatient when it comes to certain aspects of society. Like it grieves me to be here some days where I'm just like, and you might think, well, what's it got to do with it? Well, it has everything to do with it because 
we're, we're, you know, a man in general, a person, man, woman, whatever. It's like, there's only so much I believe that we was meant to witness until, you know, eventually we go home. Eventually we're, we're put in a different position altogether to where we're, you know, well, I guess it comes to the mention of the resurrection. It's like there in the Bible, it mentions the resurrection and it mentions the fact that some people will be resurrected to eternal life and some people will be resurrected to eternal damnation. And even the, amongst the people that are resurrected to a eternal life, like there's, there's some people that are going to be rewarded according to their works. So according to the work you do here and what type and all that, it's like you'll be rewarded according accordingly. But how do you determine that other than reading the Bible, learning about it and all that? But guess what? Would you admit it takes faith to believe that when you go to a job interview, as even if you have perfect qualifications, you still don't know if they're going to hire you, right? Right. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to say, man, is that it takes faith to say, I'm going to put in the work and I'm going to be on this mission to say that I'm going to, you know, for example, flat earth, like that seems to be your thing, right? So you, it takes faith for you to say, I'm going to do a podcast episode with this other guy and I'm going to try to put myself out there and risk looking like an idiot or whatever. It's like, you know, many people do not realize that we live Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't realize it, but it, man, I mean, we literally live in a time and in an area of the world where if you say the wrong thing and you broadcast it, that could be your life. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like make it seem like this is so serious, um, more serious than what it is. But I mean, it is, but think about it, man. What did we just talk about earlier? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. I, you have I understand. A, a superstar, a very rich and very well-loved superstar that, you know, was... Put themselves out there. Well, I mean, he put himself out there in a certain way, not quite like this, but I mean, I mean, regardless of whether or not he went to heaven or hell, I don't know. I'm not the judge of that. But yeah. what I'm saying is I mentioned the fact that a certain celebrity, and I don't want to mention his name at the moment because I, I, I don't want to distract from the issue a certain celebrity, a certain athlete had challenged a certain industry, right? And he wound up dead. They made it look like an accident, whatever. But is it just coincidence that that other people, you know, have trouble in their life, whether it's to the extreme of death or if it's just a matter of, you know, just little things here and there or whatever. It's like, dude, I've, I've lived it. I've lived it where I've experienced where my whole life was turned upside down a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm not going to go into great detail about that. I'm just going to say like, yes, I've lived it where I can put the puzzle pieces together and I can see clearly like something don't add up when it comes to the things that I had to deal with and the, the way that certain people betrayed me, turned on me all, you know, it's just, I'm not going to go into details, but it's just very clear to me how serious it is for you to be able to stand under pressure. It's very clear that you have to be able to continue in your faith and you don't want to shrink back no. in times of testing, but that's why it's important that while you're in times of peace, 
you know, and you need to figure out what you believe and you need to be rooted and grounded in, in, in your faith in Christ Jesus. And, um, even now we, we, we see that remember how I was just talking about how the storm was coming Uh huh. and now we see it is raining pretty good. Now, right? So like, it's the same concept as that you got people out here, man, that are so full of unbelief and doubt, just like, you know, when you hear about Noah preaching for 120 years and building the ark and all that, think about how dumb that some people may probably try to make him feel. Oh, I can imagine for building yeah. an ark in an area where it's like, well, what, what are you talking? What are you doing, man? Yeah, and I mean, in because they were in a drought, weren't they? Like, it wouldn't nah, it wasn't I just, for so long. I've heard something along the lines of the fact that it had never really rained. Um, the same way as it does now. Right. Or, yeah. Okay. That's what it was. It hadn't rained like it does now. Cause I don't think, I don't think he was near an ocean either. I guess it's something to look up, but I mean, there, there are certain things that would have made, in other words, it's like, why are you building an ark where you're building it? Why do you think you will fit all these animals on here? Why are you doing this? And it's, I yeah. guess the, I mean, think about it, man. If the time that he was living in was so bad and the people were so wicked, the Bible says that one of the reasons why the Lord repented that he even created man on there in the first place is because their imaginations were wicked continually, like just continually wicked. And yet it's like when you, you, you know, you, you might, there are some people, man, that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're not going to believe that the storm's coming. And yet, I mean, that was only how much time? That was maybe 20, 30 minutes. Right, yeah. And uh, I saw it coming. But yet, we're over here trying to warn people of the time we live in and some of the devices, because flat earth and the whole, we use, what do you keep calling it, the heliocentric? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... That is a weapon. That is a tool in the tool belt yeah. of the, the the dark side to distract people from the time we live in and the fact that if you have if you don't believe that there's kingdoms on this earth, then what in the world are you doing flying a flag? Because as soon as you fly that American flag, what's that mean? <clears throat> it stands for a territory, right? Right. Yeah. A kingdom. Maybe people, not everybody calls things that, but it's like, well, when you work for a certain company and they give you a shirt with their logo on it, you know, it's like, that's a brand. It says, you know, that's, that's pretty much like a, uh, what do you call that? Um, well, it's like a mini kingdom. You know, I thought about this when I worked at certain places I worked at, like say a warehouse or something. It's like, dude, they have so many employees on their payroll sometimes. And it's such a big company like Amazon, for example, I've literally, I've worked at Amazon and I saw how that, that the power that they have is so ridiculous sometimes that the liberal agenda could be furthered through people that didn't even, didn't really, I'm talking about people straight out of college some people that didn't even go to college, but that's just because they got promoted within the ranks or whatever. Like they're having a say so on the operations of the company. Cause I was working and I was, and I questioned their, their little operation. I'm like, wouldn't it make sense to do this instead of that? And they'd be like, and even though I've got years of experience on them and all that, it's like, they didn't care. 
And it's like, dude, when you look at the uh, power, the ability, the authority that's given to someone because they submit to authority. In other words, think about when you, when when somebody says kingdom, do you think that that also can translate to knowledge, authority? Sure. What do you do with the knowledge of flat earth? Well, you are trying to show people that the authorities that they might trust may not be legitimate. So right. you're challenging principalities and powers that have thousands of years ahead of you. Pretty much. Yeah. And they have been deceiving people. And yet there's principalities and powers that are actually for you. According to the Bible, according to what we're talking about, we're talking right. about, we're talking yeah. about kingdoms warring against each other. We're talking about territory, principalities, powers, okay, that hold the ability to alter your life for good or for bad. And and yet you've got some people that still think everything's about money. Yeah, materialistic world. Those and are, are going to be the people who can't wrap their mind around this. You think it'll be the people that are... Yeah, if they've lived their whole lives thinking this world is nothing more than just something materialistic, then they're just going to have a hard time wrapping their mind around this. Like, that's kind of what I do when I try to talk to people about this is make sure that they, they believe in divine creation. And if they don't, if they believe in the Big Bang and they're sold on that, then I'll, I'll look at things that try to disprove that, but it's, it's harder to do than talk about Flat Earth. I feel like there's more evidence... To, to show that this, the Bible story and what we see in reality line up, they match up. Like, oh, so you're, you're trying to say that people that, 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 that we've been deceived in general, just society in general, have been deceived into trying to say that the Bible's not real. Yeah, not real. Like, not real, have, as have in, you like, re, you're talking about reality lining up with the Bible, right? Yeah. Have you noticed how, like, so many countries have banned the Bible? Like, and they, they're trying to do that here in the U.S. Like, but if you can show somebody that proved or, you know, get somebody to see how the earth is flat and stationary, just like the Bible says it is. Oh, because then, they can see it with their eyes. Yeah. Then I believe that they can see the then that the Bible could be a roadmap to this life. Like this is what we're supposed to use. So you're trying to claim to be a representative of the King. I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess right, I am. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on board, bro, because, um, sometimes, uh, it gets lonely out here. Um, and the funny part is, is that when you go to church, not everybody's going to be on the same mission. So, oh, I got a good one for that, Chris. Um, let's see. And and when we're talking about the flat Earth and the Bible, um, oh, let me see if I can find what I'm looking for here. 
Well, in the oh, meantime, here we go. Oh. biblical Christianity is unpopular. Popular Christianity is unbiblical. Does that make sense? I mean, is that? Yeah, I, I mean, that correlates. Kind I of what understand you're talking that. About. Yeah, I, I'm like John the Baptist sometimes, or like Peter, man. I mean, like John the Baptist was supposedly out by himself, out in the woods, out in the wilderness, or whatever, and you know, and. I mean, you just you look at you look at some of these these um, historical figures. I was going to say character, but it's like that almost makes it seem like it's a false story, like a like nonfiction or something. But if it's or no fiction, yeah, fiction. So if it is nonfiction and it's historical, and these people actually lived and blah blah blah, it's like, well, I, I you know I'm going to look at it like. I can take something from Peter. I can take something from John the Baptist. I can take some things from the things that the prophets have set before us. In other words, they wrote some things, man, that I definitely relate to. And I'm not trying to call myself a prophet. I'm not really particular about labels and offices and things like that. I haven't got to that place in in my uh, um, knowledge. Um, I'll admit it that it's difficult sometimes for me to determine like, hey, what exactly am I supposed to call myself? Some people will try to be like, well, in the book of First Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the different operations of the body of Christ, right? It talks about there's different, there's different administrations and there's different gifts. And uh, as far as giftings, you know, things that people will assume that it's like uh, you've got like, for example, the gift of healing, you've got the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom. And um, you've got like as far as offices go, you got preachers, teachers. So you got pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles. There's one more missing. You know, there's people that they they really capitalize or they they how should I say this? They expound on these matters or they're used to these titles and all that stuff. But it's like, man, I'm just going to keep it simple. I relate with Peter because his temperament was that of it was gung ho because he was ready to cut it. He was, I don't think he meant to cut the dude's ear off, but he was ready to hurt a dude over defending Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a manly man. You know, he was supposedly a fisherman as well. You know, that ain't the depiction of this soft ass stuff that, that, that some people want to depict Christians as I'm like, bro, I, some of the most, the bravest and the most faithful men I'm assuming have already been in the military or would want to go to the military or, or what, but if, but here's the thing, here's a catch. If they have knowledge though, they might not want to go to the American military, you know, based on certain political things that are going on, you know, uh-huh. and yeah. uh, not to, not to get too deep on that, but I'm just saying like John the Baptist, supposedly he was a hostile dude when he was preaching. He would even challenge it. He would even like call the Pharisees or whoever come out to the scene like, yo, who, you brood of vipers, you know, who warned you of the wrath to come kind of a thing. I don't know. It's like, it's just when you get a certain picture of things, you, uh, it, 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 it it's like saying, if you think you're a, a team, like say you're, you're doing a fantasy football or something, which I've never done that, but, um, uh, you know, if you're watching a, a football game on TV and you think the other team's weak, you know, you might be less likely to root for them, you know. And, and if you think that your team, the kingdom of the Lord, is weak, you might not even call it a kingdom at all. Right. So I think it has yeah. everything to do with your knowledge and your faith working together to say, look, 
I, I may not go to church every Sunday, but I feel like I am supposed to be a part of a good team. Yeah. And I am supposed to put my trust where the Lord wants to put it. Well, he wants me to put it in the Bible for a reason. And if I have to do a little bit of work to check the, the, the validity of the Bible, then it would be, it wouldn't be that big of a sacrifice because we've actually got access to it. Well, you got other countries though, that if they're banning them, then what do they got to go by? You know, that, that sometimes they'll have to rely more on memory, um, more on revelation from the Lord. You know, it it's a whole different yeah. ball game in other countries, man. But we have no excuse. I know. I've often thought about that. So when somebody's martyred or when somebody has to suffer something in another country somewhere else, it's like, man, it, it's, it's different than what we're experiencing. But, you know, if that came here. If, if we had to, if we started experiencing certain things similar to that here, then, uh, hopefully you're prepared for, hopefully, you know, the time that we got right now. Yeah. Like I said, I looked out there, I, I seen that the storm was coming and I, and I said something about it and it gave us time to expect the rain. Like it wasn't going to catch us off guard. And that might be a small example, but it's like you, you got it. Some people will say like things similar to that. Like, look, you know, if you are a type of a watchman, which is actually the whole idea of this podcast, the Sentinel Spectrum is literally a Sentinel is supposed to be like a watchman. And I don't even like that title, to be honest with you. I don't even know why I named it that. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of sounds. I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's days I doubt it and I'm like, man, should I change it or what? I just, but anyway, so the Sentinel spectrum is like saying like, we're going to hit all the spectrums of, you know, it's like when you got light and you got color, you know, oh, the rainbow. Uh, <laughs> it's like when you got a Sentinel watching on the wall, like we understand uh, a police officer or firemen or security officer, security guard, whatever. When you've got people, military, that are supposed to be doing a job to watch our borders here in America to, well, the Border Patrol, I've heard that they are having a really hard time right now because of the political issues that are going on and the border crisis or whatever. It's like, Bro, when you when you expect somebody to do a job like uh, <clears throat> certain uh, entities of of governing powers, they're supposed to be doing a certain job, and they don't do their freaking job, you know, um, then that expectation of that storm is not going to be there. And then if something catches you off guard, then it's like it can mean your life. Yeah, because if you sure. if you hear a tornado warning. Because somebody sounded the alarm, you have a little bit of catch this time oh, yeah. to prepare. A bit of heads up. You, you got to get a little bit of heads up. And that's what you're doing, man. You're giving people a heads up. You're giving people time. Or I, oh, I should say the Lord's given us time. But it's like when we're sitting there saying, hey, the storm's coming, the storm's coming. Man, there's a time that I believe, according to the Bible and according to what I see in, in reality, you get that word reality again. Like, I believe there's a time coming where for us to be able to sit and do a thing like this is going to be 
less less possible. And I believe there's going to be very strange things that are going to really challenge people's uh, concept of reality. Um, I'll just put you this way. Um, according to Jesus, there would be a time that would come that would challenge even people's ability to even just um, even to live. Like, I mean, he, he talked about the tribulation. He talked about all these troubles and he even said that men's hearts would fail them for the, for fear of the things that were coming upon the earth. The book of revelation describes very crazy things, yeah. you know, the mark of the beast system being implemented, which we, again, where that all that stuff's happening right now, man. And when you got artificial intelligence and you have something in the book of revelation that describes something that sounds like artificial intelligence being like the Terminator movie, that if you, you know, if you don't submit to this supposed power, this governing authority, whatever it is, that you will be killed because you don't submit, bro. That's serious stuff, man. Yeah, I can't. And, and you, when you got when you got people creating the Matrix movie, you know, Terminator, all this stuff, you know, I think it's a one way to numb people down to where they're not going to be expected. Yeah, normalize it. It's almost is is actually the exact opposite thing. That you think it would because it'd be because for for some of us, that's almost like I'll take my Bible beliefs and I'll couple it with a movie like Terminator. And I'll think, what if I just I just put the possibility out there that what if? Yeah. What if one day I'm going to have to, uh, you know, deal with this type of a uh, society where yeah. you have to be concerned about such things? about how the world's supposed to get really bad before Yeshua, Jesus returns, right? I feel like it's one more thing. It's just one little, you know, step, stepping stone in the whole plan. That's how, that's how I feel like it works. It makes, it's, it's, it's supposed to make people drive people crazy. Like, I don't, I really don't know. The, the very beginning story is what trips me up the most. Why did Lucifer fall? Like, why did he think it was okay to become jealous of God and try to, you know, he wanted to be him, right? Like, isn't that how you learned it? He wanted to be him. He wished that he had his powers. But in other words, he thought he could yeah, take him on. How insane is that? Like, I don't understand that story. But but that's the thing so though. Banished man. him to the earth and said you can rule it for so many so much time, and after you gather all your followers, you can take them with you to the pit. Like it's kind of like trash disposal. That's the way I perceived it yeah, for a while. Yeah, it's almost like, well, what do you do with your trash? Oh yeah, so you, you go, you burn your trash, right? In the event that God is trying to build His perfect family, He's trying to. He gave us free will, so we'd pick either way. But he wants people to know the reason why they're choosing. So he's I hear he's trying to design his perfect family. So in order to do that, yeah, you would design a world that could be very possible to go either way, where you pick man or if you're going to pick him. And then all the people that succeed, that's going to be his family. Isn't that his goal? Didn't you hear that? Or didn't you read that? Um, He's trying to build his perfect family. Or maybe I read it in a book. I don't know, man. I, I read mean, this one book called a Heartbeat a, One Heartbeat Away by Mark Cahill. And it was like, it was a book about that big paperback book. 
And uh, it, I think I read it from there. That that's God's whole plan. He's trying to build a family in his kingdom. Well, everybody does though. Is that, I mean, wicked yeah. people even want to build families. I mean, how do you think? I mean, <laughs> that's just like a natural thing to, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. I mean, even, even evil people do that, you know. That is all we have here is family, basically. Yeah, well, I know what it's like to uh, <laughs> not have not too have, much family, yeah. and the very you know only family you got turns against you. And I know uh, what that's like, bro. I'll be your family, brother. Well, I'm just saying that um, that's the whole point, though. Some people may not see their need for a family or a kingdom that we've been talking about, and. Um, Unless you've experienced certain things, you know, yeah, you might think you're good. Yeah. But um, I guess that's why some people um, are more attracted to uh, church or the Bible or whatever. I mean, it, I think I think people are attracted to different reasons or for different reasons and in different ways. But um, I'm not sure how that you perceive that as far as like with all the knowledge that you now have and what you're convinced of with the flatter thing and the Bible and all that, like, are you, I mean, if you're really trying to represent the Lord, then it's like, then you understand that you, you may have a brother in the spirit <laughs> or a sister in the spirit, you know, that, that you need to be careful how you live because it affects them. And that's something that I've had a hard time with because I've tried to be a Lone Ranger Christian uh, for a long time, especially after my, uh, I got a divorce a couple of years ago. I, you probably remember me telling you about that, but um, I just, uh, I, it's been difficult to process because the two main people involved with that, they say they're Christian. So in other words, it's like saying, if I, if I don't have the ability to forgive, then, and if I'm using the excuse that, you know, if I'm letting myself be offended and I'm using that as an excuse to stay out of church, then I'm only hurting myself really. And I'm really not offering what I could do for other people or at least my supposed brothers and sisters. It's like, there's been times, man, I felt a part of the family of the Lord. I mean, it's a blessed thing, man, but the devil's definitely against that. He's not for you coming together because there is strength in numbers. And I, I don't care what yeah. nobody says, man, but I just do not believe that we are meant to live life alone. I mean, there's times for everything. I mean, there's seasons, there's different, there's different things that take place, man. But I don't think a person should be too isolated for too long unless it's like absolutely necessary, which, you know, at least for right now, we don't live in a, in a country that uh, has completely outlawed Christianity or the Bible or church, but in other places, I mean, I've heard of people gathering caves and, you know, underground and this and that or whatever, which I personally don't think I want to go underground after the stuff I've heard. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely important, man, to recognize yeah. that you, if you're, if, if you don't know how to deny yourself, you're going to have a hard time realizing what benefit you could be for other people because uh, yeah. I've noticed that, and you mentioned it earlier, and man, it just seems like people just get scattered 
after high school, you know, for example, is what you, what you mentioned, people just get scattered and get distracted with their lives and all that. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, man, if, if you just are always thinking about you and, you know, and which we've been told that mind your own business, you know, uh, pay attention to your own life, this and that, there's a time for that, but there's also a concept that I think that it, it's like, I don't know what it is, man. It seems like America is so divided that we don't even realize how weak that we probably are. I mean, if, I mean, if we had to fight a battle here on our own soil against like foreign, you know, uh, entities, whether it's people or not, whatever, not going to go into that, but, um, whether it's another nation or not, I mean, man, I mean, I just don't think we're united enough no. at all. Like, I mean, there's, and I don't, I don't mean that everybody has to believe exactly the same way and everybody has to agree with me or you on the flat earth thing or nothing like that. But there, there should be a general unity that we have if we think we're going to survive and much longer. Cause I, I'm of a, I have two different perspectives of this. In other words, sometimes I'm, I'm of the mind that says, look, eventually I believe the Lord could possibly, um, cause like a reformation or like a, um, a revival maybe to postpone some of these negative things that that may be coming anyways. I mean, some things I believe are inevitable, but I also, according to scripture, I, I do see that sometimes things can be postponed where the time can be lengthened. Even Jesus mentions uh, that if the time was shortened, like that phrase, mm-hmm. if the time was shortened, you know, then this and that or whatever. So it kind of, makes it seem like sometimes times can be extended or shortened. Yeah. So, that. but I'm also of another mindset like that says that I entertain the idea that, you know, I need to be ready to bug the heck out and get the heck away from everything and everybody. And if it, if that's the way I survive for a little while longer or whatever, I mean, I've even considered just up and just going, man, and just not telling nobody nothing. Yeah. I mean, it just, and, and, and I, I'm already a, uh, how should you say, I'm already a particular person anyways, but you'd have to be a particular, you know, a, a peculiar person to live off grid and to, you know, say to heck with society. But man, I mean, why that were any more than seemed like a way to go. Well, then why do, why do we see people, even people that talk the way I'm talking right now, sometimes it's like they're hesitant to do it even during COVID you could see like when they started talking this stuff about like oh well I went to the gym one day and they and I tried to buy a drink or something and he's like we're not accepting change or cash or whatever and I'm like what oh, yeah so that that right there during COVID like it almost made me wonder like how serious things were going to get like yeah. is this their ploy to begin the diminishment of using physical money to where they're just going solely to digital money. But I know. And even here lately, I've been hearing things about, you know, banks crashing and this and that. And there's some people that propose that it's going to happen because they want to, they want to, because with digital currency, they can track and control completely. (laughs) Yeah. That's the goal. You know, with physical money, um, there's still an element of uh, anonymity. Yeah. You can remain anonymous and say, hey, I got 20 grand that I can give you for that truck or 10 grand or whatever. And, you know, the only people that know about the transaction is you and that person. And let's say that you live 
off grid enough. I mean, you don't have to concern yourself with going to the B and B and getting it registered or anything. But but even then, like you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people are still gonna register the vehicle and go get it plated and all that, which is that's a whole nother topic. I've actually heard people do, you know, videos, you know, on YouTube or whatever where they're discussing how that, you know, if you really want to get technical according to the law, that uh as long as you're not operating a commercial vehicle, then you you don't have to register your vehicle. Yeah. And all that kind of weird stuff. But I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying that here's one. I found something that I you got something to say? Yeah. Okay. Here's a few questions for pastors. You may have already seen this on my posted. Do the scriptures say that there is a firmament? Do they say that there are waters above the firmament? Do they say that the firmament separates the waters above from the waters below? They probably don't talk about it. <laughs> Do they say the firmament was cast out as a tent? for the sun and the moon? Do they say the sun and moon were created on the fourth day? Do they say that all of the stars, wandering stars, which are the planets that science refers to, and constellations are in the firmament? Do they say that God's throne is above the waters above the firmament? Do they say the earth is on foundations? Do they say the earth is immovable? Do they say that Joshua commanded the sun and moon to stop over a specific lands? Do they say that the earth was fashioned as though pushing a signet into clay, like a stamp? Do they say that the earth is a floating spinning ball with magical sticky bendy water? If they are, if they are from God, did he not know what he was having written? Does the insignificant magical floating spinning space ball with physics defying sticky bendy water fit the bill of Revelation twelve nine perfectly? No. So yeah, those are some questions that no pastors want to touch. Those are those are spots that just it gets ignored, and I think a lot of churches are still connected. They like to say the church and the state are separate, but they're not. Most churches are still connected with the state, and they kind of have to follow community guidelines. Like, if you want to be a church and sign up with the state and still like receive the tax cut benefits and the stuff, you have to go along with their guidelines. They have to talk about, they can't go against the heliocentric model. But there are some churches that do, many churches. But, uh, yeah, it, it kills me how that people like to say, oh, people just weren't well informed about the earth. People were real stupid back then. They didn't know. 
we have technology today that can tell us the earth's a ball. That's just, that's a big lie. Yeah, that doesn't even, I don't even think it requires technology to tell you that, you know, hey, I don't think we're living on a ball. I mean, I don't even understand how I went so many years with thinking that bullcrap. I'm I'm still waiting for NASA to zoom in with one of their satellites and show us people walking upside down or buildings upside down on the ball. Like, if if we supposedly have all that stuff out there and we got things taking pictures of the satellites while they're out there, just use one of those, turn it around the earth and take a picture. But they can't. It will never be done. Well, then that goes into all that uh, that cinematic uh, falsehood that, in other words, people falsifying videos and pictures and all kinds of stuff over the years to, you know, further their agenda, the further their... uh, Oh, you were asking me about the Enoch. I found it. Enoch 72, verse 37. And his light is sevenfold brighter than that of the moon. But as regards to size, they are both equal. It says that in Enoch. So even though it was removed from the Bible, I still think it it probably was done for a reason. That That would let people know. You believe that there are some altercations that's been made to the Bible? Like, I know we're supposed to take it at face value and you can't. You either believe all of it or none of it. You don't get to pick and choose which ones you like. But do you believe that books were taken out so that we would stay deceived? Do you believe that? That's what I believe. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's always possible, man. But I, I look at it from a perspective that even that which is constructed in the 66 book collection, uh, most commonly called King James, New King James, you know, some of the most common versions, it's like, you know, there's a point where people want to deny even that. So... I don't worry so much about what's been removed because if the Lord wanted me to, I believe that the Lord has the ability to preserve whatever he wants to preserve. I just found that interesting that you could find some references to sizes of something that's being hidden from us. Like, well, I mean, I've seen videos where pilots, you know, will take video of like the sun being localized, you know, and it's like, there's no way that that's, you know, you know, many times bigger than the earth and it's out somewhere yeah. and we're revolving around it. And I, yeah. I mean, I mean those, those are simple things, man. I mean, my thing is, man, is that it, even with video proof, you're, you're always going to have your doubters. You're always going to have people that even they'll, they'll be critical. They'll use their critical thinking, but they're just going to be critical towards you. They're going to be critical towards me. They're going to be critical towards anything involved with the Bible or anything that's logical or has a reasonable line of thought process that says, Hey, uh, I don't really have to be a scientist to understand simple things. And yeah, there, there is details that people would like to know, but there's also simplicity that if you can't see it in front of your face, then I don't know what to tell you. I, I ain't here for everybody. And I, agree. I, I don't yeah. believe that Jesus was here for everybody, even though people want to make it seem like that. It's like, dude, it, there's plenty in the Bible where it talks about those who there's people that would be lost, people that would always deny the truth. It even mentions 
specifically, there are people that would always resist the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And that's not my job to force people to believe something or see something. It's not my job at all. Here's one, Chris. I found uh, where science is compared to the Bible again. Here's a, here's a, here's one way I know that science is designed to keep man confused and to make him more and more lost the farther we go. Uh, science uh, doesn't really know where we came from, but the Bible knows exactly where we came from. Genesis, Genesis 1.1. Uh, science doesn't really know where good and evil came from, but the Bible knows exactly where good and evil came from. With Genesis 3, verse 22. Uh, science doesn't really know what our purpose is in life. They don't know what, they can't explain it. But the Bible knows exactly what our purpose in life is. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13 and 14. What's it say? I don't have it, it just shows a reference. Uh, Science doesn't really know what happens when we die, but the Bible knows exactly what happens when we die. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7. Also, Hebrews 9, verse 27. So if the, the created entity of the devil, if what the Bible says is true about this entity that he was kicked out of heaven. There's no place found no more for him or his angels that, um, you know, he's damned forever and all this stuff or whatever. It's like, well, for him to lose his position, because supposedly it was a high position, um, according to what the Bible talks about, you know, it's like for him to lose this position, to be kicked out, to be punished, whatever, it only makes sense that he would retaliate against the creator and considering he already thought himself to be enough to be able to fight against creator anyways, that he also wants to cause the creator pain by trying to lead people away from eternal life. Yeah. I mean, that only makes sense because I mean, the, all you gotta do is just say, well, what would you do? Yeah. Right. I mean, if, you know, because I don't know. It's like you don't have too many movies that um, that are accurate biblically, so to speak. But I'll, but it's funny how that people still make a lot of movies that kind of wrap around this general idea of good versus evil. Mm -hmm. And that makes it seem like well, when somebody's bad and they're a bad guy, what do they usually do? They're always trying to cause somebody else pain. Mm -hmm. They're always trying to leverage um, they're, you know, something against somebody is usually the good guys or a good guy or whatever. And you look at the Avengers movies, it's like, well, what is Thanos trying to do? Thanos in his mind is thinking he's going to be doing the universe a good thing by eliminating half the people. Yeah. Um, because of supposedly a food shortage or this or that or whatever, I don't know. They kind of they kind of barely touch on that in the movie, but it just sounds. I mean, it, to me, it's just like saying it, it just seems ridiculous to think that a entity would be so driven 
and capable. See, that's the thing, though. Driven and capable of fulfilling such a mission that, like, no matter what the Avengers did, that that, that they couldn't stop him. And that he was trying to collect these stones in order to uh, gain power and ability to, to further his mission, which was his, in his, again, his mind, in his mind, it's a righteous cause. But to everybody else on the outside, you know, to the Avengers, though, they're just like, oh, this dude's cuckoo. You know, like, we got to stop him, you know, he, you know, whatever. But, you know, I think a few of the Avengers kind of saw, um, saw how that he might see it. They just, you know, in other words, they just, they weren't going to take his side, but they, they kind of understood kind of like Gamora, um, was supposedly like his adopted daughter. Right. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like she understood him better than other people. Right. So like, I think sometimes when we just read the Bible for what it says, we can understand things. But if you have a problem believing the Bible, then it, it affects how you view things in the world.